0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com/host.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Welcome along Monday night, eight PM, episode hundred and four of the online darts live lounge with me, Phil Bars, Jack Garwood, and Lee Boyce. Gentlemen, good
2: evening. Hello. Evening. How are we all? I'm tired, to be fair. One of them weeks.
1: (laughs) It's been been a long week, I'll give you that. Yes. Um, Plenty going on in the darting world. As always, never a dull moment, is there?
3: Never. And joined by someone shortly who never provides a dull moment as well. So well, I sp-
1: and I spent most of the the day with him as it is. Yeah, Mace is joining us.
3: Yeah, I'm surprised the pair are not bored of each other <laughs> spending the mornings there.
1: Huh? We, we had a good laugh. <laughs> to be fair, it was um, it was it was t- uh, Welcome along, chat room one, and all. Tommy is in. Jack, Owen, Alex, Kieran, James, Daniel course big Johnny is in uh Yankee clipper Owen uh darts is in Anthony is in Bob um there we go uh evening Max how are we all doing uh Pete is in good week end for you my friend and Bob is in as well um yeah boys look it's been it's, it's been a moment premier League's uh, pro tour is back euro tour qualifiers um it, it's all go go go
3: yeah it's what it's what the players want isn't it especially the pro tours and Euro Tour qualifiers back a lot of a lot of darts um and they're back on the scene and already for the first euro tour coming up shortly obviously that like Utah opened before that but did see some pro tours and some indifferent performances.
1: Yeah, when you say all the pros want it, I'm not sure that that that's entirely true. <laughs> yeah,
3: okay, minus minus um, some have already been playing since the second week of January.
1: Um, yeah, look, it, it, it's been a it's been a busy time for them. Um, for some of but, them. Yeah, first. Not all re- of them. My 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 first reaction is I think I prefer the Euro Tour qualifiers on the Friday instead of the Monday.
2: Easy, much much easier to keep track of. Monday's our day of not do a lot. <laughs> now there's two Euro tour qualifiers I'm like oh bloody hell.
1: Yeah, it was it was tough, um, but we got there. We're going to go in some kind of chronological order. I say try, um, but again, everyone through the chat room, come and get involved. Yes, honestly mace is absolutely bang on it if if, if our comms cam and have gone live everyone knows at the the super series there is a camera in the um commentary room just in case that we had to fill or or pan me and chris like true global experts we commentated with professionalism throughout microphone in one hand cheering in the other every time richie burnett won a leg and then when he won it we're both giving it big licks
2: no bias here at all.
1: <laughs> um, how are we doing? Um, Danny, look, the Euro Tour needs Richie Burnett. Let's not beat around the bush. The Euro Tour is a better place with Richie Burnett on it.
2: I'll be honest. I think the Euro Tour is crazy enough.
1: <laughs> I, I, I suppose one thing, though, has anyone even checked? Has Richie Burnett got a passport? That would be more my worry.
2: It's not America. I think he'll be
1: fine. Still got to try and get out, is not he? Uh, how are we doing? Josh is in as well. Yeah, we'll come on to the Euro Tour qualifiers um, shortly. I think this should have loaded up by now. Yes, it has. Um. So, we'll start. We're going to go back to Glasgow chat room as well. First of all, before we dive into the action, your first thoughts and opinions on Glasgow before we look at the action.
2: Horrid City, get rid of it. Oh, you mean the night. Oh, right. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Silly place where they talk funny. No. uh, Are
3: you trying to offend all of them?
2: Yeah, just every week, mate. Every week. (laughs) Can you wait till I get to Nottingham? (laughs) (laughs) It was just all right again, wasn't it? I think we're going to say that about every week. It's just all right. Like, atmosphere was decent
1: for Peter Wright. See, did that come across on TV? Because in the venue, I was disappointed with it.
2: I thought it was all right pre-game, but then he just fell behind, didn't he? There was a bit more booing for Dimitri than perhaps we expected. He's not the golden boy of Scottish darts that maybe a Gary Anderson is, that perhaps would have got that slightly better reception. Well, um, that,
1: that, that's the thing that I thought because Gary wasn't there, it may have been a bit louder and they may have got behind him a little bit more, but it was just lacking something because he wasn't there.
3: That, that was always going to be the case without Darryl Anderson. That's a detrimental effect of Darryl not being at any tournament, and then he, that multiplies when it's Scotland. So, no real surprise that the atmosphere wasn't as good as what we've seen for Darryl Anderson. Plus, I'm with uh, Dob. I thought he came across all right. It's just his performance obviously didn't help him get behind Peter.
1: Yeah, um, we'll we'll, we'll touch on that in a second. We'll put the little graphic up now of how it went down. Um, First of all, the Nathan Aspinall MVG game, it was a very strange game. The first five legs, let's not beat around the bush. MVG was crap. And then got it back to 5 all, and then went crap again. It was strange. I think
3: the biggest surprise is what we've seen from Michael over the past six months, if nine months. Um, This level of performance wasn't expected, um, which was probably the biggest surprise. And then he comes back around, as you mentioned. He got himself back in the game, and then you expect him to sort of find that last lead, and he just didn't find that extra deer. And Aspinall took it, but I think he's MVG stepped it up one other day. I think it would have been the result would have been the other way around.
1: Um. Yeah. It was just. It, 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 it was strange.
3: Flat. Yeah, a bit flat.
1: Um. Yeah. It, it was just really, really weird. Then, Dimitri Vandenberg against Peter Wright. Look, Peter Wright didn't play badly here. By the way, he's averaged. 98 and lost 6-4, but the elephant in the room: How much more watchable has Dimitri Van den Berg been the last couple of weeks?
3: Jack, you're on mute. Have you been, have you muted him already?
2: I have no idea what's going on.
3: It's Uh, because all that apparently positivity was oozing out yeah, mate. Phil must have muted Because we're going to be
2: nice to Dimitri. It's like, (laughs) no, don't do that.
1: (laughs) Um, How much more watchable is he playing that way? It's like night and day.
2: Massively. I'm not sure about the smiling and laughing back at your opponent, but the rest of it is (laughs) very very
1: good.
2: Yeah, it just makes such a difference. And he's getting results from it as well. And hopefully that's the thing he takes away. Look, like semi-final, first night, beating sec- first round, second night, all the way to the final, third night. Like, is he going to be that much better slowing people down? I don't think so. No.
1: No, he's been so good playing this way. Yeah. Um, then, again, as as a game, this next one was a little bit shit. Um, and it was the one chance the field, Michael Smith gave the field to beat him. Spoiler alert, and, and couldn't. Uh, Michael Smith beats Go in price 6'3", 91 and 89 averages, respectively, Boise. It, it wasn't great, and as expected, Gesi got powers.
3: Yeah, but it was sort of the high of last week. he just ultimately come back down to earth, back to sort of normal with the, like you said, the crowd sort of behaviour. We was questioning last Monday was that who was Scotland than a sport England or Wales? And it came across that it was more for Smith than it was for Price. Um, but it was a disappointing performance by both. And Smith just done professional job is probably the way to sum it up. He just done enough set of the line, but not really pushed at all by Price. Who again, the Premier League just doesn't seem to suit Price. And yes, he's already done an one one of the nights already in the that only three of the openings we've saw but generally his Premier League performances haven't been great
1: No, I, I agree Um, and then the ferret back to somewhere near his best gob 102 average, 6-1 win over Chris Dobie Chris average is averaged a ton himself not done a lot wrong but Johnny won all the big moments oh,
2: Every single opportunity was just snuffed out by Johnny his scoring was ridiculous his 140s that's the key to Johnny Clayton's game it's his 140 hitting and and they were definitely there for everybody to see um, double 16 at the end of his finger basically once again he's loving that corner of the board. it's gone a bit iffy for him just before Christmas but now he looks so much more solid right now and the the thing for Johnny Clayton now is turning these performances into wins yeah because look, we've just been straight past Peter Wright. Someone said earlier oh it helps that Peter Wright's not playing very well. Actually, he's averaged 103, 97 and 98 in his opening rounds and he's still without a win in the Premier League. I think he's playing very well. He's just not getting results. And Johnny Clayton is sort of in that realm as well. We'll we'll take that first win on the board and get settled and now he can build his campaign.
1: Yeah, I I agree. and um, I think that's the general consensus, Pete, as well, from a, a lot of people on social, no doubt. We'll come on to that. Um, shortly, well, Aspen, I still
2: talking point on that as well. So yeah,
1: um, semi-finals. Dimitri Vandenberg was sensational in beating Nathan Aspinall, 105.73 average super stuff from Um, uh, No need to go into that one. It was fairly straightforward. Uh, then Michael Smith, a last leg decider against Johnny Clay, and this was a damn good game. Um, again, Johnny averaging almost a ton. Michael Smith just over 101. Good
3: game to end the semi-finals. Yeah, the, the, the quality we had, spent and, well, that's to Dobbs points of how well Johnny's playing. He he didn't do a fat lot run there, did he? Really, he just to more up against the very good Michael Smith and improve Michael Smith from the quarterfinal, um. And it was just down to Smith finishing at the end that was sufficient enough to get him over the line. Um, but there is a lot of pl- a lot of positives from Johnny Clayton, and I think, um, his game seems to be getting back to what we saw in 2021. Um, and I think it won't be long until we see him win a, a Premier League nice.
1: Yeah, and then into the final, it was just an absolute stunning performance from Michael Smith, averaging over 109. And Dimitri did well to get it to 6-4. Um, Dimitri played well in this final, but look, Bully Boy was just sensational in the final.
2: To be honest, I'm surprised it took him this long. He he was the form player heading into this Premier League. Look, Michael Van Gogh keeps keep starting. He's Knights' nice, favourite. But before the start of the Premier League, Smith had lost something like three games since the back end of the players' championships or something ridiculous. He was on an absolute ridiculous role. So, yeah, look, not surprised that Michael Smith got on to pick one up. Um, cheeky little dig in his, in his post-match press conference. Um, and now he's up and running as well. And look... He's another who traditionally the Premier League hasn't been the happiest of hunting grounds for him. You look at him and, and Gerwin Price and Peter Wright who have all the talent in the world but haven't really put it together in the Premier League. But this looks like it could be the year that Michael Smith does so.
1: Yeah, um, I couldn't be bothered to crop the horrible picture of them pointing at the place <laughs> they've won. But we have got two clips. funny you should say that. Oh, we've got three, sorry. Um, we've got two Peter clips because I did them as two separate for socials. Uh, first of all, we'll play the Michael Smith one and that little, little dig and talking about winning in Gary Anderson's backyard. I don't do statements. That's for Peter Wright, Van Guren and Guren Price. I only I come here to compete and play darts. You can do all the talking. I just do my job. I just get on with my day. I think everyone here knows me. What I do, I just keep to myself and just practice away and don't speak to many people and get on with it. So. Yeah, I, I owe a lot to Gary, especially when he took over me at, at a young age, and he helped me out massively. And I'd never ever have a bad word to say against the guy. It's, he,
2: me,
1: he, he, I think he's done interviews with everyone where he said this kid will win multiple. He'll win this. He'll win that. And doing it. now he showed sure belief in me when, Jesus, when was that?
2: 2010, I think when I signed for him. And yeah, he's. To win in Glasgow, winning Gary Anderson's backyard, didn't it? Feels good.
1: I don't make statements and then proceeds to make one. I love Smippy. Uh, (laughs) God, you're on mute again.
2: Do we expect anything else from a dark (laughs) player?
1: It was good though, wasn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The only time they don't do it is sometimes they'll say, we're not going to make any statements and then they'll just go to <laughs> social media and do it anyway. So, they always make them. Um,
1: <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it was good. Last time he had to wait until the very end. This time he's up and running. Right, we've got two <laughs> clips from, from Peter Wright which, which are interesting because he talks about that extra pressure and I'll come on to a point that he made in a minute which still baffles me a little bit.
4: I, I, I just, it's just anger to be honest. Uh, yeah, I yeah, just want to wreck the joint. Is that right? Can I do that after this? <laughs> and the support, I mean, the the Yeah, well, just, yeah, I would just, obviously the fans give me a lovely welcome and everything and stuff like that. And, you know, I just feel like I let them down. And that, that's the main thing. And when you come and play, like, for your country and in your home, home ground and everything like that, it's, it's 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 not nice to lose. So, yeah, it's difficult to deal with. Yeah, I was looking forward to it. I was, you know, I was expecting come here and win and, uh, you know, uh, I've got let the, I was in charge of the match and then it's missing six starts or a double. If it did miss the six starts, I maybe could have won it and uh, change the flight system in the next game. But uh, yeah, ifs and buts don't win games playing here in Scotland, is there nerves or is it just extra pressure on your shoulders? Yeah, it's extra pressure, of course, you know, the only person, uh, well, the only Scotsman in in the field, obviously, we, we normally have Gary here, you know, he's the, the ambassador of Scotland and everything like that, so it's hard to replace Gary, you know, in his shoes and everything stuff like that, uh, so uh, I'm gutted, you know, I'm gutted for Scotland, gutted for myself.
1: The interesting bit about... The pressure of trying to fill Gary Anderson's shoes coming from a double world champion, a world match play champion, and everything like that. I found that one
2: a little bit interesting. Do you know what I find interesting? Even on the the year where Gary Anderson doesn't get picked for the Premier League, we're still spending an awful lot of time talking about Gary Anderson. (laughs) Michael Smith spoke about Gary Anderson. Peter Wright spoke about Gary Anderson. We're going to talk about Euro Tour soon. We're going to talk about Gary Anderson. Like, what on earth is going on? Uh, it's it's weird, isn't it? Yeah,
3: it, it is strange to say. I understand his point in regards to as Gary Anderson has been sort of the forefront of all Scottish fans for what 15, 20 years, if not longer. However, Peter Wright's done his own thing, as you said, multiple world champion, match play, he's been there before, it's not like it's the first time in playing in Scotland. If anything, if that's what he was thinking beforehand, he's just added unnecessary pressure onto himself, um, which has then had an impact on his performance, which is a bit strange, but I am with Ob. but I don't think he's playing too bad at the minute. No, However, The Premier League can be brutal um, in regards to, yes, I know we talked about the negatives of it, but from a performance-wise, his tournament average so far is probably gonna be around the 97-98 mark and not to win a game. It just says it all.
2: We've seen that before, haven't we? The year that Kim Hybrex made the Premier League. He played unbelievably for like eight, nine legs every single night. And then yeah. the back end of matches, oh, six four, six five, six three. And it's like it's just the performance has been very, very good. It's just not getting wins. I think Yellow played that season, struggled similarly. Mensor was similar. His performances weren't terrible. He had about a 95-96 tournament average the other year that he played in the Premier League. He struggled to pick up wins as well. Your your floor game isn't enough here. Your your 95 average, 30% on the doubles isn't enough in the Premier League because these are the best players in the world. In big brackets. Um, 21 there, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah no it is it's, it's really interesting i'm I'm gonna put this up, not that anyone can make any head nor tail of it, but we do have a table really and it's it's very congested
3: Is it needed now? Is it needed after night three
2: potentially look it's nice to take stock of it. The thing that you will take away from this is. Peter Wright and Johnny Clayton could be cut adrift very, very quickly if they don't start picking up wins. Yeah. And they have to start looking at not just first-round wins, all right? They're good to get on the board. But if everybody else keeps going semi-finals and finals and rotating that, they're going to have to start going deeper and deeper. They're already on the back foot by only having one win between them in six attempts, basically. Odess,
3: Odess do that, looking at the fixtures coming up. (laughs) Night five is when they meet. Yeah. That to, that to be crucial. <clears throat> if anything, if they both lose next week, that's more crucial for Peter. If Michael Smith beats Peter if Wright Peter's next week and rolls
2: into week five against Johnny, still winless, yeah. ahead of the UK Open that weekend as well, that's massive.
1: Yeah, and Peter Wright on minus eight leg difference is a concern as well. Because mm. we've said, although he is playing well, minus eight could be a long, could be a hard turnaround. Because... Yeah. There aren't many hammerings. Yes, we've had the odd 6-1 and, and things like that. But there's been a lot of tight games as well. So to make those legs up could be tricky.
2: Yeah, but you can go back to zero on a night. like he's lost six-three, six-three, six-four. It's not beyond the rounds. It goes and wins a night like that. And that's your eight legs back.
1: Yeah. Uh, evening, Preston. How are we doing, G adventures Hope you are all good. Uh, remember, everyone, make sure you drop us a like and subscribe. But the, that's there. God, I know you want to say something on off Pete's point of no longer a must watch each week. Yes. And and
2: it's just crap. Hit me up, right? Uh, Week three was last week and it was on Sky Sports Mix. Demoted to the worst Sky Sports channel out there. The viewing figures for week one were released the other week. 200,000 people watched on a Thursday night. That's week one. Right, to put that into some sort of context, admittedly over eight sessions, the seniors did 1.2 million views in four days. This is allegedly the PDC and Sky's second most watched televised tournament. I think that's just an accumulation of 17 weeks worth of numbers now. They're not treating it like the all singing, all dancing premier event that they've tried to tell us it is for the last 10 years. But this comes back to the point that we said, that for the past, not
1: last year, but the previous five, six years before that, it was geared more for the fan watching at home. And we saw fans in the venue leaving early, where now it's gone completely the other way, where genuinely fans are now staying right until the end because they get to see a winner, but you're losing the audience at home. Somehow... It's too late for this year. Going into next year's Premier League, there has to be some kind of middle ground where it suits both the fan watching at home and the fan in the venue.
3: I guess the, the interesting part to see would be if the fans stay until the end or not is better for the atmosphere in the arena. But from a sales perspective, have we seen anything different from a sales that does? We've had from the numbers Dobbs just said we've had an impact on the TV viewers. Have we had a difference in sales? Has that increased because we've now got a competition each night? Or
1: uh, I was chatting to one of the PDC boys, and Premier League ticket sales are up on last year.
3: The previous year? Do you know? I
1: Is don't that, know the previous year, but certainly, would, certainly on last on last year, the 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 sales are up.
3: That would be the t- t- comparison when in the previous years before last year, because we're now into a a, a competition, but. Yeah, I'm with with Dob, but it's disappointing to see that it's been demoted to Sport to me. It's disappointing for the sport that there's not as many viewers at home. Um, But hopefully, and I say hopefully, it's done a change for next year. And more so, I think, because the standard of players that we've got, there's more than eight that I want to see. And I think plenty of others want to see.
2: I mean, we're we're seeing that throughout the weekend as well. Performances on pro tours and, and whatever. else. At the same time, the same thing that happened last year. They've almost overdone their own product by making us see these matchups so often. The beauty of the Premier League in its basic straight up league format way back before contenders or whatever was that you might see Phil Taylor play Barney three times in a season and two of those would be in the Premier League if they survived relegation. We've already seen Dimitri versus Van Gogh in twice, in three weeks.
1: Yeah, and one of the... It, it, is, it is completely geared for the fan and the venue last year and, and this year. So, yeah, there has to be some kind of middle area that suits both. And, and at the moment, I think it's completely miles apart. And look, I get everyone's point, especially Gobs, where he's like, Premier League's too long and X, Y and Z. I understand that. But if you cut the Premier League short, you have to find a lot of income to prop the rest of the tour up. Because we all know the money the Premier League generates is massive. So if you half it, there's a huge hole in the budget.
2: Which I, I completely understand that. I'm not naive to that fact. But my point is that if they don't cut it or they don't do something with it relatively soon, they're going to lose it altogether. You're going to switch so many fans off, but the ticket sales and that don't suggest it. But it is just getting boring.
1: And I'll tell you what, this is a a great time to do this, because we were chatting about this today. And as if by magic, the one and only, Mr. Chris Mason. Mason, how are we doing?
5: I'm very well. Evening chaps evening, okay, Chats.
1: Yeah. Um, obviously, I could see you in the background there and you were nodding and, and things like that about this Premier League d- discussion. Look, it's gone from one extreme to the other where it suited the fan at home and now it's the fan in the venue. And as as a fan yourself, what is the answer?
5: Yeah, Having I went last year to Sheffield uh, as a fan and absolutely loved it and enjoyed it didn't particularly enjoy watching at home. I think it's quite one dimensional. We see too many matches that are the same and it's repetitive over and over again. Um, not not saying I was what what's right or what's wrong. I quite like my idea of having twelve players in it. Week one, it's the top four in the world of the four seeds, the eight play each other, the winners make the quarter final, and you continue on like that with a rolling ranking system where the then top four after week one get the buy into the quarter-final. I think it would create far more variables of games and I think it would be much more enjoyable.
1: Yeah, I I still think there has to be, like (coughs) you said, some kind of fear of relegation after a certain time as well. Not being involved for the whole tournament where at the moment these eight are comfortable knowing they've got 16 weeks on TV. There has to be some kind of chop that the players fear
5: uh, and you would do that after week 10 uh the, the bottom four in, in effectively what would be the premier league order of merit would be dropped out you return to the eighth for the final six weeks or whatever and and that's that i just think it would create more variety and i think that's the main problem people are seeing the same games over and over and remember the game's very channeled to the elite so we see a lot of these guys playing each other a lot anyway uh, outside of the Premier League, so and and it would eliminate this whole issue of who should be in, who shouldn't be in. Maybe you could, you know, bring in some some quite random players into a field of twelve. But I don't think there's uh, a right or wrong solution. They obviously spend fortunes on uh, research and development and data and analytics and feedback from fans, and they think this works. I, I think it does from a live gate. Uh, but de- definitely not as a uh, punter sat on his sofa. I, I get quite bored with it quite quickly.
1: Yeah, no, completely agree. But we've obviously been talking about the, the Premier League so far, Mace. It's been it's been interesting. Peter Wright without a win, but playing well and things like this. Johnny Clayton regaining some momentum as well. Mvg stuttering a little bit. It's been an interesting start.
5: Yeah, I think Mike, I think Peter and Michael are in a similar place right now. But I think they're both lacking a bit of a bit of confidence at key moments. They neither have a lot to be particularly confident about right now, and and especially Michael over the last. I know he's won tournaments, but in between he's looked vulnerable again. Uh, I think I think Peter is it just again. We've seen him say, "I'm sticking to these dark yet." Last Thursday, uh, out came the the grip ones, the gold ones, which I think are the the best ones for him. Uh, really been impressed with Dovey. I was a little bit fearful whether he was being thrown in a little bit at the deep end, but listen, he's won a week already. I thought Michael Smith last week was was irresistible all the way through and uh, and the right winner. You know, I say early doors, it's been exciting, but um, yeah, I certainly won't be going out of my way for the remainder of it. And that's, that's quite sad. Listen, I love this sport, but um, yeah, I certainly won't be prioritising it in my life on a Thursday night. Not that I've got much else to do when I'm down here in Portsmouth.
1: i <laughs> I tell you what is an interesting one before I let the boys jump in as well. Everyone in the chat room loving your ideas, and everything like that. And there's a couple saying, oh, why isn't he employed by the PDC? Da, da, da. Some, some news that you are going to do some comms on the Euro Tour this year.
5: Yeah, I've been given an opportunity and asked to sort of pick one that I want to do. So I'm going to do the Dutch Darts Open, which I'm super excited about. Um Yeah, going to be working with uh, Dan Dawson and the the other boys. And I love the Euro Tour. It's outside of the the the, the mainstay of TV darts, and I absolutely I love, I love the Euro Tour. I love seeing new players. I love seeing new players on stage and potentially new stars of our sport. And um there's no better place to find them than, than the Euro Tour. So yeah, I'm I'm buzzing for that. Well deserved, mate. Well deserved. Does that mean you are
2: officially now?
5: Just a commentator once again. uh, Uh, No, I'm I'm still absolutely spewing about the C news, Um, and that that surprises me. I thought I'd just sort of uh, take it on the chin and go, "Ah, well, that's what it is." But um, yeah, even a few days later, I was still sort of still in my in my in my thoughts, and I was still thinking, uh, "What did I do wrong?" I mean, I got everything wrong, to be honest. I, I I planned to have the month off, and then. I was down at Stratford doing the uh, Bahrain event, which meant a day driving into London, do the event and drive back. Then I was back to Wales, and then I had to drive all the way back to do Copenhagen again from the studios in Stratford. And and then just no competitive darts. Yes, I was practicing and, and, and just looking. And as you know, I had a throw with you on the Wednesday night when I was waiting to do some media. Got on stage, felt super confident. I had no, no match preparation. And then going in on the, the Thursday morning... Normally, I'd find someone and just go through a, a series of practice routines, whether it be a couple of one one to 170 routines, some doubling stuff, and then a best of 31-2-1, just to get some competitive feel and see how uncomfortable or comfortable I was. There was none of that there. And although I was the first one in, the three and a half hours literally went in a what felt like a blink of an eye. So uh, I've already planned on doing... The senior events, either side of the match play, and doing the event, obviously Danny Newville, Um But I'll be actually taking my practice partners with me, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm more than up for trying to right the wrongs, and yeah, just just super disappointed, and I just never never got comfortable. And in fairness to Terry Jenkins, what we'd seen of him in sort of the month, maybe six weeks going into it, he was playing darts, nothing like what he produced against me, and. And halfway through, I was sort of, here we go again. Even at this level, someone's playing absolutely out of their boots against me. But credit to Terry, he played a wonderful match. It was fairly enjoyable to be involved in. You know, i really got a lot of time and respect for Terry. And, yeah, an enjoyable match, but just a, a disappointing ending.
2: Are you surprised how much it has affected you and, and given you that bit between the teeth? Like, we spoke before you debut in Portsmouth, before you played the Super Series. You, you, you've tried to play it down pretty much every opportunity, but actually, the way you've just spoken about that then, in, in, in quite depth, is, is almost as if you feels like you're back as a player for not not a full time pro, but that that's back to your playing days. Those emotions, isn't it?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm 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 more than prepared to uh, to put the hours in. I was a little bit not going to blame it on, but I was a little little beforehand. I had something come up on my hand that we didn't know what it was. For all of you squeamish people, apologies, but I ended up with a, a big hole in my hand uh, ended up with some kind of immune system problem. And you know, I, just, I, I just didn't, didn't feel great, but I also didn't think I'd be uh, as emotionally invested in it, but having been the first on and I, I stayed there throughout, I wanted to show my support to, to both Jason's and, and all of you lot that work on it. Um, Yeah, it it hurt and I I wanted, watching the, you know, watching the latter stage of it, I I wanted to be part of it and that tells me one thing that there's still a little bit of, it may be not necessarily a fire, it's just a bit of smoke in there somewhere, but yeah, I I will be back. Good to
3: hear, good to hear, mate. One question that's coming, Mace, is, I know we're still in the early stages of the seniors, but what new events would you like to see added to the seniors tour in the future?
5: Um, more, but listen I, under, I understand they're in a, in a bit of a predicament they rely on a lot of the famous names and historically the, the big draws in our sport but uh, I, I do, having getting feedback off of, off of players um, they worry about the ranking system and how you qualify, they worry about the fact that there's players there knocking out other players once they've already qualified it's a little, it's a little bit disjointed that that's for me is is the 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 main concern for me because I, I hear from a lot of players they're they're sort of feeling like what's the point if I can if it's not fair um, and I think once they got get to a situation where I want to I want to see Phil Taylor show his commitment and turn up at tour events we've seen it we've seen it from Robert Thornton I, I've got I get to as many as I can. We see commitment from a lot of them. I want to see more commitment from the players to show that they're part of this this dream. Um, I think once that's in place and they have, and they say, look, it's the top 24 in the rankings and then we'll have eight qualifiers for for each event, I think that's the way forward, the ones that can accommodate that amount of players. Um, I, I think we've already seen the improvement this year in the world by having more of the players that are currently active and, and committed to the sport still, when they're, even though they're over 50. Uh, and that's, that's the only way forward for the seniors. They, 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 they'll get away with it for now, for a couple of years. Yeah. But a lot of the players that are spending a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort, they'll say, what's the point? And we, we can't be having that.
1: One thing that I would like in the seniors, because most of you guys played it in your career as well, I'd love
5: a pairs event. Yeah, I think I think I think I think they've got a great opportunity as well. And, and Jason Francis and Jason tame obviously have been involved in the sport for, for for many many years, either side whether it be snooker or darts or promotions and and that kind of thing. And unlike the PDC, which has to be quite formatted and they have you know they have certain things they got to follow broadcasters want something different. Uh, the fact that Channel 5 is taking the next event, the, the big one in Blackpool, uh, I think that shows a, a great insight by them. And if you approach on these broadcasters, so yeah, it starts them, but it's something different. A world pairs would be legendary. And whether you <clears throat> do it out of a hat or you do it by manufacturers, you'd have to come up with a with, with a with quite a slick system of picking out, you picking picking the, the combinations but yeah, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be unbelievable to bring something like that back? And I think it. I think it'd be great because it's very serious. But what I noticed from being there, the crowd were proper dance fans, and they were, they were enjoying the the atmosphere and the environment of sitting down and being able to watch some. Yeah, it's not 110 averages, but it, it wasn't back in the day. It's more about. It's more about being part of an event, and and that's something already that you can see taking place in in the senior stuff. But I I thought it was a brilliant event. I thought the the broadcast quality improved. The, certainly, the standard of play improved. And you know, when you've got players like Leonard Gates, who I think lit the place up, I thought it was a revelation. You know, there, there's plenty of them out there. I can assure you, who are over fifty and who uh, would love to go out there and enjoy themselves.
1: Yeah. Pete says a bit of a pro am in the w- during the weekend as well. I quite like that idea. A bit like Augusta, where you started with the par three, maybe you start one of the tournaments with a bit of a bit of a pro am. We have you mic'd up as well, so we can we can hear what's being said and things like that. Yeah, I don't I don't
5: think I'd be getting away with that. Then. The, right. the dump- the dump button would be constantly getting pressed yeah i mean this this is the beauty of, of the seniors there, there's there's plenty of options available um i think the people involved are creative you got you guys involved so you get that sort of younger look on it you've got you know jason who, who's been there and seen it and done it I, I think there's there's a great combination of people involved and and listen, there's plenty more to, to, to make it even better than it is. That's the exciting thing. At the moment, it's just a a little acorn. But you know what acorns turn into. They turn into great big oak trees. And I, I think that's where the seniors is going. It's never going to be a, a rival in terms of money because right now that, that money isn't there to throw at it commercially. But all the players want, I think. And you can see, look at the commitment from Richard Thornton. This is a guy that potentially... Could have, got, could have gone on, got his car back, but he he remained committed to the seniors. What did he make in the in the last twelve months? Over seventy thousand pounds. All credit. Yeah, all credit to him. That just shows you what's available. You got to remember the spin-offs from that as well as sponsorship deals, more exhibitions, more person appearances. It doesn't. It just doesn't end there for Robert Thornton. And you talk to him now, and the guy is literally on his tiptoes. He's he's loving it. He's absolutely. And, and another thing, the truth is on a different level.
2: They are, the, they are the best selection of trophies in the world, and I won't have any, any other word against it. Like We had all four on the stage at one point, being photographed together. I've got some of the best snaps of them, all in a... Oh, they are magnificent. Um, yeah, I spent,
5: I spent a lot of time with, with David Cameron and his partner over the weekend, and um, we went out for dinner and that, and then we sat on the... There was a little players' table available, and we sat on there, and Jason Francis brought it over, and I was just literally... Oh, I'd love to get my hands on that. It is absolutely—it's the—it's the—the only thing that will rival the original, uh, and that's the biggest compliment I can give it. It is absolutely stunning.
2: That that world championship trophy—I had to carry it upstairs, onto the interviews at the end of Sunday. I'm like, this is not what I need at the end of the weekend. Well, that no, that. you great. need a lift. To that as well. I think he was a little bit better prepared to lift it this year.
5: Yeah, you need a lift to get out there. But yeah, it is—it's it's beautiful. Everything there. You listen up, those. There's obviously some <laughs> early teething problems, but in, in any new business, there's always going to be that. But ultimately, they're they're both good listeners, and and they're everybody involved wants the same thing to happen, and and that's for it to be a success, and that's only a good thing for any new brand. I I think it's super exciting. It's, listen, is it whether I do anything in it or not? That that's irrelevant. Uh, Whether I was playing in it or not, I'd still be saying the same things. I think it's uh, a credit to everybody involved. And and how they've embraced the... To be a success, you've not only... You know, the pats on the back are lovely. But you've got to embrace the criticism as long as it's coming from the right people.
1: I'm up for this idea as well. The seniors desert classic. (laughs)
2: We're not I'm definitely manly anywhere else
5: we're not taking manly anywhere else <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm definitely up for that yeah 100% i'm get count
2: me in yeah
1: I'm, I'm 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 certainly up for that obviously that that that's the seniors mace going back to the darts the pro tour um is back in action as well and it's been some good starts. simon whitlock a man that looked dead and buried yet again he's found a way to to reignite himself he's back in contention for the match play and the Grand Prix after sliding down those rankings.
5: Yeah, him and, him and Beat are, are quite defiant, aren't they? Uh, I, I've, been, I've been impressed also, been, been impressed with Ian White, who's been on free for what it feels like for a year or so. He started to produce some really good stuff over the weekend. Uh, Dal Gurley and Brendan Dolan making it four out of four from, from Euro Tour qualification as well, also impressive. But Barneveld's been been putting in some good numbers as well it's uh yeah it's been it's, it's, it's been it's been good I, I I do love the pro tour i've got a soft spot for it i again it's another one of those things i really enjoy the coverage and and the opportunity to watch the players in their in their optimum environment that's what's key if you want to see where a player's ceiling is uh, you watch them in that environment and that's where you know the ones that have potential to go on and do do amazing things. But great to see Kim Ibrecht. So if I told you once in the last 12 months, I probably told you a hundred times, he will win a pro tour. Well, it took a little bit longer than I thought, but great to see him back on on the uh, on the podium. Uh, and great to see Ryan Searle, because he's another player that looks like he's been struggling for a while. Good to see him pick up a title as well.
1: As well, it's not, not a live are right, getting your take on Gary Anderson as well. That fire <coughs> <could've> been, <coughs> didn't win games this weekend. But like we've said previously, you can't keep playing that well and not win games.
5: Well, very much that's why I kept mentioning about about Kim Ibrex. He was getting beat six four, six five, six five, six four, and uh, and you know in in the key periods of the game, you know, still it in big numbers, and 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 again, Gary's one of them. He he's got one of them sort of infectious type games. Once he starts winning, he'll get on streaks and. Listen, we've seen enough already to know that the fire burns very bright in Gary Anderson's heart and mind for this sport. Uh, and again, it's only a matter of time. But, you know, we're seeing it from Barney, it just showing that last year's win on the Pro Tour and that run at the Grand Slam was far from a flash in the pan. He's, he's playing some really, really solid stuff. And he, he's going to be a danger in all events. He may not have that, that massive 110, 112 average in the locker, what he has is bags of experience. And on that, on those big stages, they count for everything.
1: And, of course, the last one before we let you go. UK Open on the Horizon, return to Minehead. Excited?
5: Yeah, I love it. It's outside of the match play. Um, one of my favourite events. It's got a real old-school feel about it. I love seeing the lesser players involved again with the opportunity to play on on the big stages. I love the multi-board, that buzz of the, the multi-board area and just seeing the, uh, the expression and the smile on players faces when, when they're getting an opportunity to play in, which is now a, a real historic event. You know, this goes all the way back to, to the Bolton days and goes all the way back to the days of where it was played in multiple different clubs and all the winners used to congregate on one pub on a Sunday afternoon. It feels like a long time ago that, but, uh, Yeah, I love the UK Open. There's always some great stories in there. There's there's, there's always a Barry Lynn somewhere in there. And um, yeah, I I can't wait.
2: Speaking of Barry Lynn, where do you see the future (laughs) of the amateur qualifiers coming in? Riley's isn't in the best state as a business that it has been in, in the last 20 years or so. But for me, the UK Open has to have that element of, your bin man from the local can rock up and win a qualifier and be in the UK Open the following week. Otherwise, it's not an open, is it? Which is, look, that might just be a picky thing with a name, but that tournament needs that element, despite the fact we've got Challenge Tour qualifiers and Dev Tour qualifiers and all the like. Where do you see the future of of those sort of players coming from?
5: Yeah, the rallies are atrocious. The qualifying conditions are atrocious. The time the players are expected to stay in there. Listen, there's a ready-made formula for the PDC, have a little collaboration the the online the super series are already working with the adc it's simple you get the adc to pitch up eight weekends job done they've got the equipment they've got the know-how they've got the technology they've got the people in place to do it um they you're not listen you should not be going into a venue at nine o'clock in the morning and playing at half past ten eleven o'clock at night but that's not the ethos of the PDC, whether it be amateur or pro. Um, I don't know what kind of money Rileys give them anyway uh, in terms of sponsoring. I think it was more of a convenience thing, but in a whole now, the, the Rileys venues are are, are unkept. Um, they don't have the facilities to accommodate the amount of players there. Um, and I'm amazed, amazed, without, we know how... Fickle the PDC is. I'm amazed that they're still doing them.
3: Mace, just just one more on the Utah Open. I'm obviously, we're a few weeks away, so I'm not going to ask you to sort of tip a tip a winner. But from the names who we've got qualified this year, the likes of Tora, Tadby, Luke Littler, done for a qualification. Who who for you? You're looking forward to see that weekend, and who do you think to have a, a long run? Who's yeah, it'd be interesting there. to see if,
5: if if Corey can can make the trip. I'm not quite sure. Whether it's a logistic thing or a visa thing with him right now. And I can't have an opinion on that because I don't know. Uh, whichever it is, I hope it's sorted and he, he can attend the event because it will be a better event for him in it. Uh, I was a little bit concerned about Josh Roxform uh, and his outside situation at the moment uh, with regard to the whole management and sponsorship thing. Uh, but I thought he threw some, some good stuff over the weekend, looked somewhere back to where he should be uh it, it's hard to the fact that he was actually so short price of the worlds was was mind-blowing anyway um so you're not going to get him at a, a big price or maybe you will after the worlds i don't know uh but it, it it's one of those events that the big guns can't avoid each other. i mean they can but uh it's unlikely so there's a great opportunity like i say for someone to come to come right out of the pack and and surprise us So i hope it's I hope it's a Simon Whitlock or a Steve Beaton or one of the younger ones and, and maybe a, a Josh Rock or a Gian Bambin or one of the new players that have got cards, but uh, it's one of those events because of the, the nature of the draw and the open draw, which I absolutely dread doing every year, um, it, it's always going to throw up a, a few surprises. And the Sunday, of course, it, it, it may be down to the, the, the younger generation who are we have got a little bit more stamina, let's put it that way, and have got a little bit more staying power because that Sunday, that's what it's going to come down to. And put it this way, if MVG is in that Sunday, that's where my money will be going.
1: Mate, absolute pleasure to get you on, mate. Thank you very much for your time. As always, I bored you enough during the day today. <laughs> um, And I will see you on Saturday as we go again, mate. Pleasure for your time. We will as do. Will Take care, everybody.
5: Thanks for having me on. All the best. Cheers, mate
1: one and only Mr. Chris Mason, everyone. Legend and friend of the show. Uh, Patrick's there, fancy Jim Williams for a good run. Hope you are good, my friend. Um, he speaks a lot of sense, doesn't he? Could talk darts all day long with him. He just speaks sense. It's
2: like me. He's like an older, yeah, better looking, more you. experienced version of me. That's <laughs> what he
3: is. They mm. all said he speaks sense. Did you not hear that
1: bit? <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> But, pleasure to have Mace on Right, from there we are going to go to the Pro Tours Because it was Players Championship 3 and 4 As Darts headed back to the Mecca That is the Barnsley Metrodome The only place where you get a pirate swimming pool And Darts in the same place
2: Yeah, I've still not been I'm, I'm itching to go to Barnsley of all <laughs> places <laughs> Um,
1: right, we, obviously, we, we're not going to go through every result. We're going to pick it up from sort of the last sixteen area. Look, Richard Vinkstra getting to the last sixteen. Um, he's taken to PDC life very, very well. Um, been around the block a long, long time, and it's just nice to see him make the jump and and being competitive in it. He got edged out by by Jelvin Price, um, I think Adam with Warner.
2: Vinkstra, he's he was always going to do it, wasn't he? He's always been capable of this level. It was getting to this level. I think the minute Timo Tricol is on the Pro Tour consistently as a tour card holder, you'll see exactly the same from him. They'll go on these little runs. They've got the ability, they've got the game to get there. Just getting through Q School is brutal.
3: Yeah. You know, So you know, as you said, the showdown they'll buy without just mentioning Gary Anderson. I don't think the showdown's by without mentioning one of the French pairs. It's normally doing a bit of a French speaking as well. He's mentioned yeah. every week. <laughs> He's
2: like our Dow boy, isn't he? <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to get them into the World Cup, all right? I want commission, by the way. If the French team are in the World Cup this year, I want commission. I also <laughs> then want them to draw England first round and get spanked, but I want them in
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Jean Van Veen beat Johnny Clayton as well. That was a great game of darts. Uh, Josh Rock getting rid of Adam Warner. Um, Adam Warner in his um, Chino light-coloured trousers. They are brave for, for a dark player. Very brave.
2: Done it all his life. All
3: his life. brave
1: Because you know at some point there are mischievous players that will come along and drop a drink in a certain place so he <laughs> looks like an absolute tit when he's on the stream. <laughs>
2: yeah, but
1: be, Have you seen that while well Adam's built? It'll knock you out. Um <laughs> the best of him but you know that's going to happen at some point. It was another last 16 for Jamie Hughes. Quarterfinals: Uh, Galwin Price beating Andrew Gilding, 6'5". Thank Kim you. Hybrex, what a weekend for him. He beat Josh Rock, 6'5". Gabriel Clements got rid of Manus Rasmus. Matt Campbell was into another semi-final. Uh, Kim Hybrex then beat Galwin Price. Um, Gabriel Clements got rid of Matt Campbell. And we had Kim Hybrex against Gabriel Clements. It's Kim Hybrex's first Pro Tour title in near on eight years, boys.
3: That's the biggest surprise with the talent that Tim's got, that it's been that long since he's won one. Um, it shouldn't have been anywhere near that, but no one will argue the fact that it's done to see Tim back um, winning the Pro Tour. It's now been able to adapt his game to on the stage, because we've, we've seen the levels he can reach on the stage as well. Um, but we haven't seen that for a long time either. So, this could be the confidence boost it needs to see an improved stage then. But I'd like say the, the biggest surprise about him winning is the fact of how long it's been, not the fact that he's back winning.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to, before we move on to Players Championship 4, I'm just trying to see, because Joe Cullen lost to Scott Waits with an absolute ridiculous game. He was hitting 180s for. Well, there it is. It was in the last sixty-four. Uh, Joe Cullen lost six-four with a hundred-eight average. Tidy. Yeah. And, and he's
2: better off than Scott weights
1: Yeah. Um, I love the pro tour. Uh, moving on, players' championship four, and look, this day was dominated by one man. He had one iffy performance, but the over-genius Dirk Van Divenbode right now. Everyone says that Chizzy's the biggest scorer in the world. I'm not having it. Don't a Diamond Boda is the biggest 180 hitter in World Darts now. No. no factually, he is. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no Numbers-wise, he is, gone. No. No. <laughs> no. no. No, 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 no. I'm not having it.
2: I saw something along those lines in Dutch earlier, but I couldn't translate it, so I don't know what it said. Um, Yeah, Dirk is the biggest 180 hitter in the world. Which is surprising, because he still throws so many stupid first darts. If he finds the top of that treble bed, yeah, unbelievably. As a first dart merchant, there aren't many that are better.
1: Yeah, but if your first dart's going on the top of the treble 20 bed most of the time, then it's all right.
2: Yeah, but it's not. That's, that's That's the bit I'm getting at. Or it feels like that whenever I watch Dirk. It still feels like he has a wider range of a mix. He still puts it in the five, in the ones. There's still... Look, for me, if you throw a dart straight, but a little high or a little low, or you throw it at the right height and you're in treble fives and treble ones, you're only doing one thing wrong. You're, you're either your line's wrong or um, you're, you're pitching it wrong, right? Dirk seems to do both of those wrong more often than a lot of players. He misses high and wide in the five or the one more often than you see other players do it. And that's the concern for me. Look, his scoring power is absolutely ridiculous. Not arguing that. Just feels like his first start, if he gets that right and turns it <coughs> into a straight 60s or straight tons or something he can work with, it'll be even better. It is nuts.
5: <coughs>
1: um, <coughs> Trying to get the stats up for players championship four. Where is he? I think he hit something like 35 180s yesterday, I saw as a stat. Two sacks.
2: This is how well we research our show, folks.
3: (laughs) Good research, Dob.
1: Yeah, it was just nuts how many he hit. Whilst Gob looks at that... Um, we'll go again from the last 16 stage. King Barry. Barry King getting to a last 16. Much needed run. for. No, yeah, that's what I said. 35-180s thir- in- yesterday. That's insane.
3: Ridiculous. Ridiculous in one day.
1: So, factually, he is. Um- <laughs> <laughs>
4: I knew that was coming.
1: Uh, right. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Searle again, another good day. He beat, Jeff, beat Jeffrey Sparadans again. We were impressed with him from Q school God, weren't we? He was consistent all the time, and he's had a good start to life as a PDC pro. Uh, Christoph Kachuk was unreal yesterday, taking out ton plus finishes for fun using Dimitri Vandenberg darts. Uh, Dave a with Josh Rock. Jim Williams beat Dimitri Vandenberg. Joe Cullen beat Barney. Bunting beat Whitlock. And then Dirk beat Johnny with 108 average. Quarter finals. um, This was Dirk's only wobble. Only averaged 89 um, as he beat Stephen Bunting in the last leg decider. Joe Cullen, 108 average to beat Jim Williams. Chizzy, 104 average to beat Christoph Kachuk. And Ryan Searle averaged 105 to beat Mike Ivanova. And I think this was the weekend that the Pro Tour really took off. Consistently, we saw big averages again, which at times last year, even on the Pro Tour, we weren't seeing.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: 35 180s. I like statistically, <laughs> statistically, he's the biggest 180 hitter
2: in the world. In one day, he tied a record that doesn't make him the biggest. What's his well, across,
1: the, across the season last year, he was the biggest 180 here, and he is this year as well.
2: Hey, 180s are all the same size, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: thought
1: that was there.
0: Thanks, Boise. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, boy, but yeah, last year we were. They're a little bit critical that maybe some of those averages have disappeared, but it's certainly gone off again. We're seeing these big 100-plus averages, 111s, 112s.
2: It's better. It's much better. And you can tell they've had a weekend to settle themselves in again now, can't you? This weekend, we're just seeing decent numbers from everybody. We're seeing form carried over we're seeing some tough matches we're seeing people pick up their first results you got to give a shout out to people like adam warner who was possibly a little bit of a surprise to get a tour card his his top level game doesn't quite produce it as often as others but it's still battling away getting results uh robert owens opening weekend he played some brilliant darts he didn't pick up a win he's gone and made the last 32 uh picked up a euro tour qualification as well um it's just nice to see the chances for everybody else on the tour now, isn't it? We've had so long since the World Championships, and even including the World Championships. We're all-
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
2: All the focus is on that very, very top end of the game. We've had two World Series, three weeks of the Premier League, and a Masters now. And now we get to see the PDC, not the fanboys that roll out every week.
3: And I'll probably add to that as well, that the amount of players that we had drop out at certain tournaments last year, we've just not seen that early on, which is good. Yes, there's a few. um, Expected that there'll be a few, and a lot of players have said that they'll drop out and they'll pick certain weekends. But if you've only got three or four, maybe five dropouts, then it doesn't really have a massive impact on you You want to outfield. However, when we were down to stages last year, when it was down to 20, 30, even 40 in the change to order of merit, then the standard is going to change slightly. So this is where we are going to see, as as Mace alluded to, top-level darts for us.
1: Yeah, completely agree. Um, and then we also had some Euro Tour qualifiers today. I'm not going to lie, I didn't see an awful lot of them. We were trying to keep our eye on them whilst we were commentating. You
3: were um, watching one person, you've already told us.
1: No, we, 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 we're we watching them in general um, <laughs> as, as well. Um, but for Euro Tour 3, which is Risa, um, the qualifiers were Andrew Gilding, Brendan Dolan, Jose De Sousa, Daryl Gurney, Richie Burnett, uh, Simon Whitlock, Kim Hybrex, Brian Roman, Lee Evans, Jose Justicia, Maddoz Rasma, Ross Smith, Mario Van Bodengarde, Stephen Burton, James Wilson, Ryan Meikle, Ian White, Alan Sewer, Adrian Lewis, Matt Campbell, Callum Rids, Pascal Reprech, um, Steve Lennon, and Keegan Brown. It's a nice little mix.
2: Yeah. No, There's not really a lot more to say. That is it is a nice little mix. You've got some new tour card holders in there, um, some old names, some some people clinging on. You've got a few seeds getting through, a few seeds being knocked out brutally. Scott Williams losing on the last lead decider. Jim Williams, 6-4 as well. Uh, Stephen Bunting not making it through, by the way. I think he lost in both events, did he not? Uh, I think so, yeah. 96 and a 32. No yeah. Willie O'Connor either. Some big names missing out here as well, but that's the beauty of the orator. Chris Doby beating an E.T. 3. Yeah, he was beaten by Graham Usher. Yeah. Then loses in et4
1: um so that was et3 et4 uh how we doing sky hope you are good mate um andrew gilding simon whitlock robert owen stack attack on the european tour jim williams super mario did the double jeffrey de chris Dobie, ross smith keen barry jules van Dongen, and ian white doing the double cameron menzies is going to Munich. Scott Waite, Steve Beaton, Tony Martinez. That's a bit of a shock beating Ryan Joyce. Matt Campbell doing the double. Callum Ridge doing the double. Vincent van der Voort can get the bulldozer out because he's going to attack Munich. Adam Warner going to make a Euro Tour debut. Uh, Lee Evans, Brendan Dolan, Raymond van Barneveld, Darryl Gurney and Alan Sousa doing the double as well. Some tiny little conundrums going on within the Euro tour
3: very nice start to the season
1: so that was that also over the weekend I'm not going to lie I didn't see any of it but the Scottish Open was on um, listening very, very much mixed feedback from players in regards to the Scottish Open some saying it was good Others absolutely hammering in it and slating the organization of it. Um, look, we, we weren't there. We're just going off what we see on social media. That I say, some really loved it and,
2: and others really hammered it. Yeah. I think they love the Saturday night festivities more than anything else by the looks of
3: it. That's what I've seen the most from socials and certain was. Saturday night seemed a great night, but the, uh, the tournament still seems like it needs some word on it
1: um yeah that's what I mean it, it is very very um a very mixed bag in relation um to it but' just gonna get the results up Jordan Brooks um I was I was impressed with Jordan Brooks at the super series when he got to the final as well so that that doesn't come as, um, as a great surprise that he's gone on and, and won something because I thought, thought he looked very good. He beat Martins, no brackets. I guess it's Wiggins in the final.
2: Not the Atkins.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, Richard North getting to a semi-final as well. Uh, I'm not, that's the last day too chuffed. Um, yep. Yeah. It was super um, stuff from there. Yeah, Dieter Hedman Winning the ladies. Um. Do we know why Bo didn't play this weekend? Because normally she plays in pretty much every WDF event. Oh, no, I didn't know if anyone's seen anything or.
3: No. Because normally no.
1: She, she plays in all these.
3: Yeah, well, I had a lot yesterday to see if anything was on socials anywhere, but I don't see anything as to why.
1: Um. So, that is that one. Also, we had a 9 data in the DPA as that tour got underway. Good to see.
2: Did we? I know we had one of the EuroTour qualifiers. Graham Hallett won. I knew Norwich and it. was back because Vladimir Anderson missed registration time the first day and then second day had an absolutely brutal draw. After saying he had to on. focus on that over Pro Tours.
1: But yeah, after, after making such a big song and dance, about it on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, stupid.
2: Mm-hmm. I think Kai's Smith uh, qualified for the twenty twenty four WDF Worlds already. Not have the twenty twenty three edition.
1: To be fair, hilarious. Um Obviously, Yellow was at the Super Series today, Um and Mace was Mace was chatting him. So he goes, "Have you qualified for this Worlds or next Worlds?" And Yellow was like, "I haven't got a clue." <laughs> world number one. Yeah, (laughs) players are absolutely bamboozled. It's funny.
3: I I can't even remember. I think he's in this year's, isn't he? I think so. I feel like he is. Didn't he win number one at the Dutch
2: Open? Did he win the Dutch Open? No. Wesley
3: Place here won the Dutch Open.
2: (laughs) Correct. That's the only thing I have kept track of all oh, year is placing him on the Dutch Open because then he didn't get through Q School. Um, I don't know
3: why. I don't know why I'm worried about it. If you had, don't know, I don't need to know. So, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Ryan Searle so is a seed. He's in the top 16 of the Pro
2: Tour, um, so he, he is seeded. Doesn't need to qualify. He Doesn't. But quite interestingly, if Gerwyn Price doesn't make at least a final, I think it's in Risa or Munich. He will drop out of the top 16 on the Euro tour and we'll have to start going back to qualifiers. So, this selective with a calendar might be starting to bite him in the backside already. Yeah, but this is where
1: it doesn't work because of the Premier League and everything like this. It's. If, if, it's that, if it's going to get that important, then Gerwin Price will say, sod the Premier League. I've got no doubt about that whatsoever because we all know he loves ranking events. And then there's an issue.
2: No, it's the perfect storm when players start saying, stuff your Premier League, it's too long and it takes away from the rest of the Euro tour that you're trying to cram in at the same time of the year
1: they'll just change the qualifying criteria. 100%. I keep telling you that you, they will not change the Premier League format because it's worth too much money. And but haven't, they,
3: haven't they, Haven't I don't want to say helped the Premier League players, but the the qualifiers being there on the Monday instead of the Friday allows the Premier League players to make it a lot easier to beat that qualifier than it would be being there for Friday yeah. 2 o'clock. Yes, I know it then has a knock-on effect to the following week because you've got one less day at home before you travel to then to your next venue on the Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. But I think we'll see him at qualifiers. If he doesn't head to a final, let's not rise off Derby Bryce.
2: He prefers the Ori to the Premier League anyway.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: He does. They don't boo him as much out there. They just boo anybody that isn't German. Placier um, um, <laughs> won the Masters. Close enough. <laughs> got the wrong one on that as well. The one thing I did know is wrong.
1: Um Brilliant. Um, so, this week's Premier League. We go back to the Emerald Isle, boys. We're off to
2: sunny Dublin. Wait. Um, I mean, you're a brave man, Sam, We're <laughs> going back to the Emerald Isle when one was Northern Ireland and one is normal island. within the not normal, Republic of Ireland in the space of four weeks, but yeah.
1: Um, Michael Smith against Peter Wright. Going prize against Dimitri Vandenberg. Johnny Clayton against Nathan Aspinall. Chris Dovey against Michael Van Gerwen. Yes, we've ripped the Wikipedia one because there was no graphic.
3: Do I need to predict the finalist and the winner then, like I did last week? Or... Yeah, I'm sure <laughs>
1: not. Um, so, chat room, get involved as well. I would like winners in the quarter final. So, first up, Smith against Wright. Be Wright. right.
2: Brave.
3: Yeah, i think oh, final is not
2: Oh, and four for sneaky. I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm
1: going Michael Smith as well. What are you saying, chat room? Balance it up. A lot of love for Michael Smith. Um, So, game number two, Geraint Price against Dimitri Vandenberg. I'm going Dimitri after what we've seen. I think right now Dimitri Vandenberg is playing better darts than going Price.
3: I think all seven in the Premier League are playing better than Price, so I'm then Dimmy as well.
1: Well, I'm going Price.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Um.
3: Problem is, I've got a right semi final then, and that's just a rematch of what we saw last week. Shot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, um yeah. Johnny Clayton against Nathan Aspinall.
3: Team Clayton.
2: Yeah, I'm going to ferret as
1: well. Oh dear, we've doomed him. We've doomed the ferret this week in Ireland. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think right now Johnny is playing consistently better than Nathan. We've seen Nathan have some huge highs, uh, like the two 105s in a row, but I think consistently Johnny is playing very well right now. <laughs> uh, Clayton, some price. Clayton, 6'4, Aspinall, the Asp, Clayton, Aspen, this one's quite a split split. Um, the bottom one, Chris Dobie against Michael Van Gerwen. Remember, they met in the final of week one in Belfast. It was Hollywood who came out on top. Can he do it again?
3: Revenge. Yeah, Van
2: Gerwen.
1: Yeah, I agree as well. So from there, I would like your winner and your runner-up, please, gentlemen, and chat room.
3: Think we have our fourth different winner? I'm going for... Peter Wright to lose to Michael Van Derwen in the final.
2: What you saying, i I'm saying Snakey loses the final, but it's to Na- uh, Johnny Clayton. I'm going
1: Michael Smith loses in the final to Johnny Clayton. I think the Ferret's on the verge of doing something very good again. After what we saw last week and in, and in the Pro Tours, I think he's genuinely on the verge of, of doing something very good. Yeah.
3: Your favourite times keep going week after week and not win one. MVG's time is coming very soon. I just think it's this week. They
2: play each other too often to cause a scene, because they'll be playing each other next week, and then the week after, then they'll be travelling together to a Euro tour <laughs> on the same flight, and sit together at a pro tour, and it just isn't worth the angst. That's what's happened to it. They play each other all too regularly, and do you know how we spend all the last year telling Peter Wright, oh, stop mouthing off because it'll bite you on the ass." Well, everybody else has realised, if you go mouthing off or causing trouble, it bites you on the ass. You play each other far too often nowadays, to be able to be able to run your mouth about it for three months. The following week, they'll have you 7-nil in a race to six.
1: Oh, mate. Never nothing feels like Monday. Nothing will be <laughs> last year's as well, Grand Prix. That was just sensational. <laughs> um, so there we have our Premier League predictions, boys. Um <clears throat> Weekend darts. What else are we we're bound to have missed something? About the final list of our UK Open qualifiers.
3: Okay. Yeah, somewhere. I sent it in the group. You didn't know, I, didn't
1: I? I say you put it in the group earlier,
3: so yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> See, I did a little bit of research. So the sixteen are Thomas Bance, Brett Claydon, Derry Davy, Noel Brans, Louis Sturney, Harry Lane, Danny Lowby. Daniel Lee, Luke Littler, Talon Luce, Jim Moston, Donald Pilgrim, Dan Reed, James Richardson, Stuart White, and Jonathan Wynn is the 16 players who will be competing at Mined in two weeks. A week on Friday? Yes. Which I can't wait for.
5: Yeah. Oh, he
2: uh,
1: oh, hey! There he is. It's been it's it's, it's been a while. How are we doing? How are we doing, buddy? When are you getting your ass down to Portsmouth?
2: Yes, we need the Punisher.
1: Um, the draw. Well, it's normally Wednesday, maybe Thursday.
2: They've done all the home nation and the thingy qualifies now, haven't they? They've done them all in advance. Home Nation, Associate, Nordic and Baltic, they're all done.
1: Doesn't mean we get it any earlier. No. The big transfer news. Oh, oi, oi. The Punisher's coming to Pompey. Fan of that, huge fan. It's been way too long, Shawny Mac. Um, been to Portsmouth yet? No, he didn't play at all last year in Southampton either, because of work commitments.
2: It's
1: like he's been out of a long-term injury,
2: making a comeback. There's a song in there somewhere.
1: <coughs> what long-term injury? No. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> um <laughs> speaking of comebacks, everyone noticed that our theme tune is back on Instagram now? Can we yeah, moving on. Brianna sung it at the Super Bowl, it's fine. Two by ten plus one, done.
2: What's the boys? You realize there's an audio version of Lucas, you click the gif. Did I? Yeah.
3: I, I just saw it for the first I You would actually shout it unlucky
2: home. it feel like
0: this. I like it. He's not... I
2: like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <coughs>
2: Big fan of that.
1: Um, prize money increases as well for the Euro Tour and the UK Open were announced. Is that back to back years with Euro Tour increases? I think so, yeah. But. I'm not a. I, I'm obviously a fan that the prize money has been increased. I'm not a fan of where the money has gone in these increases. Top end again. Yeah. Top end. It's too top heavy again. Um. Let me.
3: Doesn't it need to be though?
1: What top heavy, or
3: yeah, there's gotta be reward, hasn't there?
2: Yeah, but there hasn't, there hasn't, though. We're only one more prize money increase away from the Euro tour. It's a single Euro tour event being worth more than WDF World.
3: Yeah, I don't know if that's the right comparison to make for obvious reasons.
1: Um. Where are we this week? We're in Germany, aren't we? We're in Kiel. <laughs> there we are. So Euro Tour money now is 30 for the winner, 12 for the runner-up, uh eight five semi-finalists, six for quarter finalists, four thousand for third round, two fifth or well, um, two thousand five hundred for second round losers, and one two fifty for first round losers. And for me, that first round losers had to be at least 1500 because of the cost of travel. At the moment, it is extortionate travel costs. Which is why I, th- I think the money had to be more at the lower end.
2: We say that about every increase at the minute, though, don't we? And it's just not happening. The positive news is that for the first time ever... Players that reach the second round of the UK Open will get prize money.
1: Yeah, prize yeah. money from the one two eight.
2: Which is very good. Much needed. Yeah. You could play two rounds of the Riley's open qualifier and get nothing, and I'm like that. Nah.
1: Yeah, if, um one two eight winners get a thousand now.
3: That's that's definitely a step in the right direction. I get your point around the travel toss, but You've also done with Hunter of Maintree. You're rewarding <coughs> the winner, don't you? So it's always going to be top-heavy.
1: Yeah, but I just think, again, that just makes the rich richer in terms of rankings.
3: A Euro tour, 30 grand?
1: It's not. I think 25 was enough. Same as when they increased the Pro Tour from 12 to 10... That didn't need to happen. Ten was enough, and that two should have been spread better lower down.
3: I'm I'm not opposed to the Euros or one.
2: We don't pay for travel when we go anywhere. We put it on Barzi's business account, so don't matter. I just think that travel costs can have gone up all they want, mate not paid for
1: anything in a while <laughs> I just think for the players that are on 50-50 deals and stuff like that it's it's not great and everyone will go well they shouldn't sign a 50-50 deal likelihood is there are a lot of players if they don't sign that 50-50 deal they're not going to be able to play professional arts yeah. so it's chicken and egg <laughs> yes uh... <laughs> to be fair, the the the, the, the highlight of the um, travel was last year when I get a message saying, your flight home from Amsterdam has been cancelled and we were a mad scramble to get God a flight home. And I think I got the last seat home because there were many that couldn't travel home until the Monday, uh, the Tuesday, whatever it was, was not there?
2: There was a later one back into Birmingham, which was the flight that took me into East Mid, it went back to Amsterdam and then back again to take him into to Birmingham, but it made my travel plans easier.
1: And it says, how many ET should players um, at least qualify for in their first year?
2: I just said, in one, a year. I don't know. Well, one, no one number. The more you qualify for, the better off you're going to be because <laughs> that first round prize money is better than anything else you get. The increases for every win on the Orator is so much better. Get into the European Championships, that's prize money as well. I mean, we nearly see Placey do it last year without being a tour card only, didn't we? Just from Associate member Associate
1: member qualifier.
2: So I think out of the 13, you should be
1: aiming for at least five.
2: Yeah.
3: I think with most players, the expectation would probably be higher than that. It'd just be the, the halfway, six or seven. Especially with how many qualifiers. Is it twenty four per event? Twenty four per qualifier. Yeah, still a large number of qualifications. That
1: it, yeah, it, I, I'm not a fan of the way the Euro qualifier works, but look, there's no other way of doing. It. They have to get the numbers up. I just
5: yeah.
1: it's it, it it's one of them. But yeah, massive strides for the UK from prize money as well. Um, speaking of prize money, what needs to go up next in terms of prize money to get him to get To try and level it out a little bit, because look, we will know that the world championship should be the most money. No one's arguing that, but at the moment the gap is so big. It just skews everything for two My years
2: wages for this show.
1: How does that affect the world ranking? Just cover it better or not.
2: Even even more top quality opinions from (laughs) (laughs) stupid. It's got I think it's pro tour. It has to be pro tour and it has to be bottom end. I think the rest of the majors are are all right. They they do have significant movement on the order of merit. I don't think you'll get everything up to the level of the worlds, and that quest to have that as a million pounds is just like It's admirable. I like it. The fact you can say your your top tournament comes with prize money of a million pounds, but the fact that it's so significant on the rankings is always going to be an issue. Um, But it's just about making sure that you provide the best environment for all of these players to be professionals. Because that's how your tour gets better. It has to be. Snooker's having a a massive crisis at the minute, not only with the match-fixing claims, but the fact that We are a couple of months away from the World Championship now in May, which is the end of the season for them. And there's still something like 40% of the tour that haven't earned 20 grand this year. Yeah,
1: it's not not a great
2: look. It's not a great look at all. You have to be able to make sure that these guys can make a career out of this because by doing so you
4: provide
2: (laughs) you provide the best environment for these guys to go out and compete week in week out which only makes your product stronger i get the argument of you don't just want to give handouts and say well done you've made it as a q school for a year now you don't have to do any work for two years because you're set with a minimum earning and, and that sort of thing i get there has to be some sort of carrot and a stick if you like there has to be some sort of Something for you to reach for rather than just allow you to, to sit on your backside and think you've made it for two years. But it has to be at that bottom end. And then your feeder tours need to get better, your challenge tours, your dev tour, etc., that are providing these players, if the long-term aim is to find a better way than Q School to give you your 128 tour card holders. I'm not saying never will, but if you're going to get to that conversation, then challenge tour definitely needs looking at.
1: Yeah, the, the the Challenge Tour is the one that is well, well out of sync.
2: It is. But, yeah. the, but whilst the bottom end of the Pro Tour is the way it is, you physically cannot have players comfortably earning more money on your secondary tour than you would on your primary tour. And that would be a very real possibility. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if Scott Williams managed that last year. I think he did. Yeah.
3: Well, definitely, which, yeah.
2: Which should never happen. Don't get me wrong, Scott Williams was fantastic. Last year on the Challenge Tour, and obviously there are some Premier League earnings and everything else at uh, Pro Tour earnings in there as well. But if you look at just his Challenge Tour earnings last year, I'm convinced that was more than some players' Pro Tour earnings. It was about twelve grand. And off memory, there are players that definitely struggled to make that last year on the Pro Tour.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm
3: well, I would assume that Duck Williams made more money than Glenn Durand did on Pro Tour. Yeah, for example.
1: But again, that comes back to also what we were saying about there being more opportunities for people to make money from the sport away from the PDC if you're not at the elite level.
2: But that's an issue with the PDC at a wider level as well. Whilst they don't have any direct competition at the very, very top level, I think that allows them to sit on their hands a little bit for decision-making, like the Premier League and whatever. There's no competition at the top end. So they can do what they want, when they want, and they can see the effects of it over a a longer time than anything else. The the absence of a competitor means there is no desire for them to push on, apart from intrinsically or or cash motivated. So that's an issue at, at that point. But allowing players to go elsewhere, they will get fed up with that as well. It might be the best thing, but you need somebody to come along as a strong competitor and with Potential cohesion with the ADC, looking at UK Open in the future. That's the next organisation that you think, or oh, world championships at the end of that, or a global championship, or whatever else, could rival a PDC. But unless you get something like Middle Eastern money suddenly deciding they want a live darts tour, I don't think we'll see anything like that. I oh, know you you won't. And and that and that's the issue that.
1: The PDC know it as well. There is nothing to rival them.
2: Yeah.
1: And there won't be either. No. Because I think with the connections that Matchroom have with the Middle East, that if there were to be Saudi or or Middle East oil money investment, it would go into the PDC anyway.
5: Yeah.
1: So I just think that the top end of the sport is what it is. And Barry's created it and they've got the monopoly over it and that won't change. Um Also, this weekend, it's a return of the Women's Series, boys. Excited for this.
3: Yeah, interesting to see who enters. Do they all enter? I'm assuming everyone will. Start the season, in theory.
2: I don't know of any big, significant
3: clashes. Can we say to start the season? I know it's first event of the year, but... There. It's weird, isn't it? Because that, it's, it's that season basically runs run.
2: match play to match play, yeah. yeah.
3: From from a women's event, it's halfway into the year. From a qualification for the Grand Slam and the World Championship, it's to start of the season, which, which is mental.
2: Which is weird because you'd expect they want it to run in sync with everything else. I, I appreciate that match play was their first televised women's major yeah but that will have to change very short very soon and the way they do that needs some consideration because it's another case of do something first and consider the ramifications of it later on
1: I don't think it will change though because of the time like you say because of the timings
2: unless they start running worlds to worlds but if it's on a roll then it makes no difference, I guess. Yeah. Oh, Blackpool's on a roll-in, isn't it, for the world match yeah. play?
1: But... Yeah, so at, at the moment, the race for the women's world match play is as follows. Uh, Bo Greaves, top. Makura Suzuki, second. Lisa Ashton, third. Eileen DeGraff, Katie Sheldon, Lorraine Winstanley, Fallon Sherrick and Dieter Hedman in eighth spot right now. which is good, just outside on countback, Yuki Sakaguchi, Priscilla Steenbergen, and then we've got Anka Zilstra, Stephanie Renock, who again, in spells, produced some really good stuff, God.
2: Yes. And I think that's the key point, is that the women's series does continue to get better. We're attracting more players in that secondary and, and that third level now. Look, the top players at the moment are the top players. I think Eileen de Graff is very very close to breaking into that top three if you like that that Fallon, Lisa and Bo trio that have, have been so good for a while. You look at the players just underneath that that we've spoken about. Dita perhaps hasn't been as successful in the last 18 months as she was in the first year. Eileen's been in that group, Makura Suzuki's been in that group, Lorraine, etc. I think Eileen's approaching the moment where she makes a step and it becomes a big four, if you like, and she's so competitive. Within those, And it takes an awful lot for anybody else to defeat her beyond that. But there is a lot of players just below that now, bobbling along. The averages are starting to get better, more and more competitive. Look at Rianne Griffiths, Ranno Sullivan, Kirsty Hutchinson, Katie Sheldon, Robin Byrne. You can just keep listing names now that are interesting and exciting to watch in this women's series. And I think that's the best thing for the women's series right now.
3: Do you, do you think Eileen the draft straight into that top four, Dob, or do you think she's replacing Lisa in the top three? Does Lisa's performance uh, put aside the seniors, because she was very determined, Neil? But put that aside. Before then, her form recently hasn't been to the same standard as what we saw with then uh, Tortard and so. On. So do you think Eileen's replacing or joining? Does but
2: you you just said put aside the seniors before the seniors? I yeah. would have said it might have been a straight swap, but given <laughs> that. I had a quick conversation uh, with her manager in at the Circus Tavern as well. And, and last year didn't quite go to plan for Lisa, but they're back on track. She feels a lot better in herself, her practice game and her ability. In, and I think we saw that against Neil on stage at the Tavern. And look, you can go through that first round that the World Senior Stars Championship. And there are a lot of players in that field that Lisa would have beaten first round.
1: Yeah, I think I think there is a big four. And I think Eileen is fifth knocking on the door to make it a big five. I, I still think, personally, you've got Bo, Fallon, Lisa and Makuru as the four.
2: See, I, I appreciate that because of what we've seen from Makuru on TV. But it hasn't quite clicked for her in the UK. Look, we've seen her make finals and that more and more so in the last year. And I believe travelling in the, the, the group that she has, bringing Yuki Sakaguchi... Uh, is it Kasumi Sato as well I think there might be one more in there that's that's travelled with Makuru that's been a benefit for Makuru because travelling in that group you can split costs for accommodation I think it's allowed her to get into the country and get settled a lot earlier than perhaps we saw in that first year where she was flying in on the Thursday, playing on the Saturday and you're like, you haven't slept enough she was on her feet, out on her feet by the end of Sunday especially as that was when we were doubling up events is it just two events this weekend or is it four again?
1: No, it's four again. Four.
2: Still not convinced by that. It's a bit like the challenge tour for me. But yeah. I think that means I have to sit here for a
1: long <laughs> <laughs> time. Um, yeah, for, for me, they're, they're, I, I think it's a big four. And Eileen is bordering making it a big five. But I think she's just outside still at the moment.
3: Just. Nothing, obviously, other players, and you, you rolled off a list of names who were playing well. One that we haven't mentioned as much is the return of Anastasia. Do you think there's another one who to de- uh, well, I think certainly put herself in the mix for that eight? I'm not saying she's in the calibre of that top four or top three, whatever we're it as now, but I think she's certainly one who is going to grow as the year goes on, obviously now being back playing competitive darts.
2: Ability and reputation-wise, she certainly got it. She's a little bit behind the eight ball because of factors beyond her control. Opted to stay out of the limelight for a while, given the political landscape within the world at the moment, which look I don't disagree with at all. Possibly finds herself a little bit behind that, but we know what she's capable of. And if she does turn up and start producing, then yes, the issue might be for her that Blackpool might just come around that little bit too soon because she's already missed as eight events on the qualifier for this.
1: She is, but she's only £250 off of eighth at the moment. Then she's fine.
2: Yeah, if she was... Uh, I've not got the rankings up on... I'm yeah, yeah.
1: At the moment, yeah. she sits in 15th, but she's only 250 quid off of Dieter
2: in eighth. Then, yeah, like if she rocks up and starts playing the way that we know she can... If it was a bigger gap, then I'd be concerned because there is that rush then, and that every, every single event matters to her, that little bit more than people that have money on the board. But the fact she is that close, we know how competitive she can be. Look, the draws are massive at these women's series and I think there is definitely a conversation to be had. The issue is because of this Blackpool cycle and then the World Championships, it's when you bring this in but at some point this women's series has to look to be seeded i i agree Have enough, enough events now over a long enough period of time they need to you need some sort of protection in that draw They'd, i think they've earned it now that that's the concept of anything if if you play over a long enough period of time i believe that every draw should be seeded but some events where the randomness and carnage is brilliant the uk open for one yeah. is 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 mightily entertaining but as a one off because you're not rewarding people that consistently perform
3: to a high level, I, I think yeah. that rant, ranting should run from January. As, yes, the match play is the depending on the women's darts, however, if you ask the players on Dessin, the qualification for the worlds is still the what they're looking for throughout the year. Yes, once you're in the match play to win it, but if you asked Fallon, would it be voting on qualifying for the world championships or match play? I think it would be the World Championships.
1: I think she'd put the World Championships all day long.
3: Yeah, and I don't think she's the only one. I've just used Fallon as a, a <laughs> random name. I think that would fall in the majority of the women players. Not all, but the majority.
1: Out of the eight that are there at the moment, it's a very strong eight. But does Anastasia make it stronger if she gets in there? And
2: thus she's playing... I don't. I think form is a massive thing. That experience and, and TV experience, yes, is probably better than some of the players in that group. I'm just pulling it up now. I don't know why I don't have the order of merit.
3: Not that one. Top top eight are for people who haven't done it. like Dob is Bowdrie's in one, Matiru two, Lisa three, Eileen four, Taiti five, Lorraine six, Fallon seven, and Dita eight.
2: The only way you say yes definitely (laughs) is if experience plays a massive part in Katie Sheldon's game because everybody else has been there and done that in enough BDO, WDF, Women's World Championships and and whatever else they've been to, the World Masters, and they've been all over the world chasing ranking points in that system. They've all been there. They've all done that. Katie is probably the anomaly in there, but that youthfulness – factor comes into play in that she literally fears no one I
1: was going to say, she's fearless
2: Yeah. She gives
1: not a crap for reputation at all
2: exactly, so at that point, it's, does her fearlessness outweigh Anastasia's experience, and you look at other players out there, Priscilla Steenbergen's playing some great darts Rano Sullivan, Robin Bird we're almost at a point where eight is too few already
1: I, I, I was about to say this, mm-hmm. are we actually bordering a point now well, the women's match play could be 16.
2: Yeah. I think we'll see that next year. I think we'll see the eight again. We'll see if there's a growth in eyes on the product on TV in that session and ticket sales, because let's be honest, they weren't great last year. Yeah. And if there is that this year, I think there will be certainly a conversation to be had for either expanding the match play field or finding another event for the women's players.
3: There's an opportunity there to expand it because there's this afternoon session available in theory on the Saturday, not just the Sunday of that weekend. So it could be extended across two days. I just looked at the field now and I looked at that eight currently Not like seven of those I expect to be there. There's only one I, I imagine to drop out of that. And the only reason I say that one is because that player's photos is normally somewhere else. And if it clashes with a WDF event, she tends to pick WDF in detail where the, the rest of them that is a very, very strong seven. That I don't expect any of them to drop in their form. It'll take something very good from Ut or a Robin or Ryan or Anastasia to to go on and win or get to a couple of finals. But that then does open up the the conversation of: Do you extend the tournament to? Would you automatically go to sixteen, or would you go to twelve and have a first round with the top four already through to the Sunday?
2: I don't okay. really like the concept of having a four through to the next round in a system where nothing has been seeded or ranked previously.
3: Just, I'm just thinking of steps instead of it doubling just as a <clears> we double up from eight to sixteen, and it's it's a possibility, isn't it? The, yeah. do, the seeding's right in the in the the, the floor events first. That would yeah. then allow that to move to a twelve, wouldn't it? But yeah. I still think we're a couple of years away from it being extended. We've only had one year. I know we're talking very early about it and talking very early about the Dane, but I still think we're probably a couple of years away before the field's extended.
1: Yeah. Uh, right, get your questions in then, everyone. We'll open up question time. As Anthony said, thoughts on Robin Bernard. I think she's... I, I like the look of her as, as a player. I just think she needs to play a little bit more. I don't think we see enough of her in potential other events.
2: Is that for our lack of looking though? I don't think we can, we can say it, but I'm also at the same time a little bit weary of saying primarily the other opportunity to play women's darts is in the WDF and I don't begrudge anybody not travelling. Yeah. But I think she's a, a fantastic talent who's got a lot of time ahead in the game as well. We're seeing it a little bit more and more now, and and the youngsters are probably the ones to to take a a look at and watch, is that they're a little bit more like we see a traditional male player now. The action just seems that little bit more fluid. The, The mechanics of the throw seem that little bit more what you expect from a throw, and... Not all of them, but a lot of the younger players are now throwing straighter barrel darts. And what we tend to see from the women is that they throw barrels or, or torpedoes. The John, and, Lowe,
1: type, the John yeah, Lowe type darts.
2: But there are an awful lot of ladies at the top of the game that throw that style of barrel compared to the men's.
1: Uh, Steve, yes, we are still talking about women's darts because it is completely relevant. With the greatest of respects, if you don't like it, do one. This one, what do you think of the South African darts tour led by Devin Peterson? I haven't seen anything of it, so I don't really know.
2: But same. yeah, I guess the more and more tours and nations and, and affiliations we have, the better for the game.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Like it's- we got with the CDC, um, the DPA, the Asian tour if If they can get something set up consistently working to feed the system, then yeah, completely all for it. <laughs> I'm with Shawnee Mack on this one. I'd like to see the women's final before.
3: Uh, see, I wouldn't. I want the, the final to be the final, and it should be the showpiece. I'd get a bit like it when with football when there's a when there's a top final. there shouldn't be any other dame on that day other than that top final. Same applies to sort of darts. Yes, it doesn't work for some tournaments because you have your UK Open and then Players' Championship where you have your semi-finals on the night and you can put something else then in between. But for something as iconic as the world match play, I think that should be its own, on the evening, should be just that final.
1: No, I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board with the women's final being... The fact they went so heavy on making the women's world match play identical to the men's to the point where the trophy was exactly the same and Fallon could barely lift it. They made such a point of mirroring everything. I think it should be 7 o'clock is the women's, 8.30 8 o'clock is the, the men's. Yeah,
2: but then we don't get Mark Webster on screen for an hour and a half. <laughs>
3: and last, <laughs> last year we timed them much later as Webby was occupied after the final Do you you, know, he,
1: he's <laughs> not doing the final this year he's doing the night but he's not doing the final
3: I haven't seen the, the
1: night um, who had disappointed you most from Webster, Wilson and Waits winning their tour card back I don't know Because I didn't think Darren Webster was going to win his back, if I'm perfectly honest. That was a surprise that he actually won it back. Um, Out of them all, I think Scott Waits is the better player.
2: So... I think the one who's results I see less often are Darren Webster, which possibly means he's going out earlier. And and that's where my answer would be. I know he struggled with injury a bit. He, He did a piece... Uh, just before Christmas, where he said he was looking forward to, to being back and, and giving it a proper go, etc. I think the player with the best ceiling is Scott Waits. Whether or not we see that frequently enough and whether that move to the PDC was too late for Scott Waits is an eternal conversation that will always go on. Um, James Wilson can be ridiculously good. But he is a very, very streaky player. He puts together runs and then will disappear for a long, long time. And I'm not convinced by the action. The pause right in front of his face. The release just seems a little bit off sometimes. Um, so, yeah, that's probably how I'd rank him. Webster, Wilson and then Waits at the top. Yeah, Dart's
1: all-star game.
2: <sighs> I think we see enough exhibitions now or there are opportunities for you to go and see exhibitions, not quite as many different formats and, and prattling around, etc. but there's only so much of that that is televisable. Um, to be
1: fair, alcohol sponsorship doesn't really affect darts. So.
2: Bring back the singer beer Grand Slam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: Sing the beer and then Matthias
1: Premier League. i have been mm. more worried about Kazoo making it through the year.
2: Can we get Prime as a sponsor? We'll go and talk to KSI. Oh, could you imagine? All over it. If they can sponsor Arsenal in the UFC, they can sponsor a darts event. <coughs>
1: um, where was the one I saw?
2: There was talks about prefer a youth final to the women's final there is no youth world match play No. Nah. Baffled me a little bit
1: yeah will Barney qualify for the match play I think he will especially the fact he's qualified is it three of the first four Euro tours yeah he's only a grand off at the moment I think he will
2: I think you need to put a Barney alarm in the back of this system, you moron. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think he's there. Look, uh, perhaps didn't make the splash that we expected when he went and got his tour card back. Or maybe he did. Maybe that, that first pro tour win threw everybody off massively in regards of what we expected from Raymond van Barnabal. He got his card back and we're like, okay, will he do anything with it? Mm, Not really. Wins a pro tour. Flatters to deceive a bit for the rest of the season. He's definitely looking for it. Look at him working away. what <laughs> shocking. Um then didn't really deliver or, or qualify for anywhere near enough T V events. Um but this season and the back end of last season to an extent, he looks so much sharper and better, and he just looks in better health. And I think that's helping him massively.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think he does it. Do you, uh, do you think
3: Ryan? Do you think Ryan Sell does? <laughs>
1: <There Yeah. you. laughs> is, is, is Ryan Sell so there? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's there now.
2: Keep that. Or you dare delete it. Um yeah. Uh
1: this one, uh that, look, Bobby's not in a position to, to, to play any anymore. He, he still as a as a laughter in in exhibitions and stuff like that, but
2: he still he, can throw, but just not to the extent where you put can him throw. on stage for best of five legs or, or best of three legs or anything like he can get up and do some magic number or or what have you, but
1: yeah, yeah, I am with you there. Um, Cobb enjoyed that, yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, it's our alarm, James. We'll do it. We bloody one with it. Do
1: you think we'll qualify for the match play? Um, right now, I'd say no, but I haven't looked where he is. That's With just what the my job. Order of Merit. It's just my job,
2: grand clear.
1: So I didn't think he was that high, if I'm being honest. Yeah, now I'm seeing that. Again, that's quite surprising because he's not one that you think of going deep into tournaments, is he? So he's just hoovering up.
3: There's still a lot of work to do when I would look at it as someone being, what, see, four grand in front. There's still a lot to play for the match play an awful lot to
2: play for
1: yeah but look, what's the projective cutoff for the match play 32 34,000
2: minimum you think how many Euro tours or whatever there are still
1: um I we no idea
3: Utah, Utah open and they'll win it hopefully <laughs> Rocket Doesn't play any pro tour event, doesn't play anything, turns up UK Open and wins it.
1: Doesn't play anything apart from a World <laughs> Series event.
2: What happens if he's not at the UK Open? I don't know. Having a bye in the first round would suck.
1: is surely the protocol would be just to give it to
2: the, on the challenge,
1: challenge tour.
2: tour from last year.
3: Surely we've had boys in the first round of the Utah Open before. I don't know. We must have.
2: I can't remember. I don't remember yesterday. Anyone? Bueller?
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the honest answer is I don't know. Gary oh, a qualifying opinion. Or do you just do it that if there is if he's not gonna play, that someone gets a bite earlier on?
2: Well he'd be in round one anyway, wouldn't he? Because he's not played anything, so he'd be straight in, wouldn't he?
3: Yeah. Yeah, going back going back to 2021 there was a fair few boys in round perez, one. The, the bottom four on
2: the uk open race are goffin Perez Cadby and labra
1: that's be a doubt that perez comes over as well in there See, he hasn't come over yet
3: You'd think so.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ninety-seven to one to eight entering the first round. So I don't think that's changing for Canby, unless he's on the way to the UK. But at that point, surely run the rest of try to get in a weekend just before.
1: I get on really well with Matt. Um, he gives us as a channel loads of time, so I, I get on really well with him.
2: That's not the question. What do the players think of
1: Matt? <laughs> I don't know. Look, that's, they've never really said about it.
2: What, he, does, what does Just Incredible think of Matt? <laughs> Yeah, that's a. <laughs> it's great they, to have you know, get back, isn't it?
1: But look, he's he's there to run a business. It mm. is the thing. <coughs> he's he's chief exec of a multi-million pound business. And and in the main, gets it right. Yes, there's things we don't like, but.
3: Just thinking back, as we've mentioned there, about the. UK Open and boys in first round and stuff and then prior to that we were talking about the women's do you think there's got to be a time where the there's a certain amount of women in the UK Open draw
1: I think that will come in next year
3: the top four eight
1: top four I think
3: off what criteria though from January mm-hmm. to January year round. Right? Yeah,
1: the- that would have to be off the normal order of merit that the worlds and that are done. The fact that the Dev Tour get it, the Challenge Tour get it. I think it's a natural progression.
3: They both did eight, don't they? That's why would it be eight for the women and. The only problem with that is it probably has an impact on the Riley's qualifiers or whatever
1: qualifying route they're down there. Yeah, possibly. Oh, don't don't say that, Max.
3: <laughs> don't say that.
1: Don't say that. Get out.
2: Know. Well, oh. I'm not going now. But as you don't love me enough, folks, to take me along. Right,
1: no, because you're yeah. streaming.
2: Streaming
1: what? Same as we did last year on the Friday for a multi-board.
2: News to me.
3: Hello there.
1: (laughs) News to me. Um, Right, folks, that is us. Done and dusted. Bit of joy to have you along for the last couple of hours. Pleasure to have Mason as well. Absolutely smashed it as always. (laughs) <laughs> um, remember the super series returns tomorrow morning for day two of group a
2: no 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 no. right well what you need to do is advertise our stuff first thursday night the fallout bar will be back because i'm back fallout bar for the premier league thursday night saturday and sunday women's series streaming both days now you can talk about the Super Series.
1: I was doing it in chronological order.
2: Nah, shut up. Us. Online. <laughs> uh, me. More me. That's what they're here for. More That's me. More me. And then oh, we can of, talk about what the what likes about of Jellie Plassen.
3: Oh, about- luckily, there's more of Dob on the opening day of the UK Open. You can have him all day. Double session.
1: <laughs> to be fair, there's a, there's a nasty rumour that it's going to be Jar and Dob together. Dickhead. <laughs> Um, so everyone thank you very much for your support as always if you haven't yet make sure you drop us a like and subscribe but that is us signing out for another week the live land returns next week for episode 105 gentlemen it's been a pleasure as always and we'll see you all very very soon